Hello and welcome to From the Trenches, the Business Examiner podcast. My name is John McDonald. This episode features a special guest from Saywell Contracting. He founded the company in 1998 and has led it from early beginnings in the leaky condo crisis to a leading Vancouver Island commercial contractor, breaking the $20 million revenue mark this year with even more growth on the horizon. We talk early challenges, management strategies, his unique look at business as a personal development vehicle, and a whole lot more. Our conversation starts now. Hi there, I'm uh, Sheldon Saywell, owner, operator, CEO, and a bunch of other titles of Saywell Contracting. Saywell Contracting was incorporated in about 98. Um, I've lived on Vancouver Island all my life, uh, born in Duncan, I uh, lived for uh, 45 plus years in Nanaimo now. And uh, yeah, it was a great, it's a great place to uh, start a business and, uh, you know, get into construction. Well, Sheldon, it's awesome to have you on here. I appreciate you making some time. Um, I wonder if we, when we jump in here, if you can tell me kind of what the last year or so has looked like. Obviously, there's been a lot of different constraints with, uh, you know, new safety protocols and things like that. But more on the business side of things. What does that look like for you? So some projects, you know, some new staff, that kind of stuff that's that's really have really stuck out to you? Well, you know, with the pandemic and whatnot, it has been challenging, but with being an essential service, we saw a lull in a couple of our projects, um, mostly because they were occupied buildings that we were working on. So they're of the renovation type. Uh, one of those jobs got shut down for um, I think about six to eight weeks until um, things kind of settled down a little bit. So we kind of expressed our COVID-related procedures and that sort of thing, and they felt comfortable with that. So we, we picked back up. But with all our other projects, uh, they certainly slowed down due to different safety procedures, you know, multi-story buildings, one staircase up, one down, washing on intervals and all that sort of things. But we've been really fortunate, I think. Um, I kind of feel bad saying that in that there's a lot of businesses out there suffering. Um, But, you know, we had a record year last year and we're going into another crazy year. Uh, So, like I said, I kind of feel guilty, but um, I'm making sure that uh, we're spending locally and doing what we can for the local economy. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, it's so great to hear, especially when you hear something like record year, are you noticing it across the board in terms of, you know, is it it's renovations, you know, institutional work or new construction, or is there any specific kind of verticals or build types that you've noticed to jump? Um, that's a great question because uh, we always pride ourselves in being well diversified. Um, what I mean by that is we will renovate your kitchen or build you a 50 unit condominium. And the reason for that, and I recognize that early on in my uh, career was I built Saywell contracting out of the leaky condo epidemic. So we were constantly just fixing leaky condos for 10, 15 years. And uh, it takes it out of you just doing one thing all the time. So over the last five years or so, we brought on a new guy, uh, Carl Binder, and he's been instrumental in going after new construction. So we really see a lot of growth in purpose-built 
buildings. And what I mean by that is rentals. You know, us locals have known Vancouver Island is the Florida of Canada. Uh, with the pandemic, everybody's reassessing their uh, livelihood and where they want to live, when they're going to retire, cashing out. The housing market's gone crazy all across Canada. And relatively speaking, compared to the rest of Canada, Vancouver Island's still on sale. Like you can get a nice home here for, you know, half of what that home's going to cost you in some of the metropolitan, you know, you look at Vancouver, for instance, or Toronto, some of these big cities. And especially with the um, work from home that's catching on. So there's a lot going on, uh, but we're finding, yeah, a lot of uh, purpose-built buildings, uh, mixed-use buildings. We're doing some single-family housing as well. So right across the board, it's uh, pretty busy. Well, it's exciting to hear. And I, I do like you differentiating too on just even, I would think for your staff too, it makes the job a little bit more fun or engaging because they get to work on so many different projects versus like you said, those just elite condos. Yeah. You know, I had a lot of uh, apprentice carpenters and that sort of thing coming up through the ranks. And when you're doing one thing all the time, you're not, uh, you know, cultivating and creating more skill set. You're, you, you get really good at repairing rotten buildings, but, uh, you know, anything from doing a foundation or something like that. So now we're able to uh, really create well-rounded uh, work people that are really enjoying the vast variety of work that we have on the go. I wanted to ask you a little bit about, too, I know within the past, I want to say was that year and a half, two years, you expanded into the Comox Valley. Can you speak to kind of what you drew to the region or what drew you to the region, sorry, and uh, what's the reception been like so far? Yeah, our uh, North Island branch opened probably a year and a half ago. I recognized that Vancouver was going crazy, you know, uh, to the point where there's uh, real estate laws with the speculation tax and all that sort of thing. And globally, people were seeing uh, BC as a great investment. And I don't necessarily have numbers to back this up. This is just kind of my common sense of the way I saw things going is that you have these global investors coming to Vancouver and investing in the local economy, be it skyscrapers to housing, condos, what, whatever it is. But I think that they did that and then went, what's this Vancouver Island thing? Let's have a look there. And I think a lot went into uh, the Victoria region. So on and so forth, Vancouver Island gets discovered. And I think that uh, investment dollars now shifting up, you know, through Nanaimo, through Qualcomm, uh, into Courtney, Campbell River, and so on. So I just thought, you know what, let's open an office there, uh, be local, and see how that goes. You know, back when I was on the uh, board for the Construction Association, where we amalgamated the whole uh, island into one association, we realized that Vancouver Island really is one uh, construction area. You know, we have trades from Victoria working in Courtney and so on and so forth. Uh, the Malahat uh, at one point was a barrier for a lot of South Island companies but it's not so anymore. There's companies that have offices up island. And I, I just think there's a lot of growth in the North Island. And I look at some of our uh, upcoming jobs 
80% of them are up island. Yeah, that's really cool to hear, actually. So yeah, I want to jump a little bit into the business background uh, and kind of like the early years of your company. You mentioned the starting of the, the business in the leaky condo side of things. As you kind of went through those first couple of years, was there a specific challenge that you faced? Maybe the greatest barrier to growth could have just been, you know, a new construction company building a brand and, and you need a reputation before you can get a certain kind of job or, uh, you know, hiring new employees, that kind of thing? Yeah, I... Uh... I had never managed a construction company, right? Other than having a couple of guys and framing some houses. All of a sudden, I've got multiple jobs on the go. We're getting into that uh, era where uh, we have digital cameras. I don't know, you're probably too young to remember, but you had that floppy disk and you were able to get three pictures on it, right? So that transition where technology started to come onto the job site, you know, that was a steep learning curve, all the technical side of the business was a challenge for me, but uh, I surround myself with great people. You know, uh, Julie's been with me our um, 25 years now, and I wouldn't be here uh, without some of these great people. So that was, that was one of the big challenges for sure. As that challenge goes behind you, we're faced with new challenges. You know, today, I dare you to go to a restaurant and not find a help wanted sign or follow a trades uh, vehicle without a hiring sign on it. Labor is uh, a big concern of ours for sure right now. So as uh, as one challenge disappears, another one's right there waiting for you. <laughs> well, if you don't have problem to solve, problem to solve, you probably don't have too many customers. So go, go glass half full on yeah. that one. Uh, <laughs> I would ask a quick follow-up to that. Was there a moment when you kind of figured it out and maybe started to get ahead uh, a little bit? Yeah. One significant one, I think it was about 2001. I'd been doing leaky condos for a while. And I've always kind of wanted to run the company, not as a construction company, but as a personal development company for all that work in it. We just happened to do construction. But the moment came when I actually hired a business consulting firm to come in have a look at what was being done. And uh, it came back that we were doing a great job. And I thought, oh, okay, well, and it does a couple of things. It, it, it gives you some confidence in what you're doing to stay on that path, right? Um, like I say, it's a personal development company and we happen to do construction because if you're just going to work and your only focus is the job, that's going to get old. So that was a moment where I went, okay, well, maybe, maybe we got something here. We'll just keep doing what we're doing. Awesome. Are there a couple of projects uh, that really stick out to you over the course of your, your career so far? Yeah. When I think about that, we've had some just awesome projects like the uh, passive house on Bowen road. That was a challenge because at the time, um, I might have these facts wrong, but I think in Western Canada, that might've been the, uh, well, definitely the uh, first one on Vancouver Island of that size and to that standard, but it, definite challenges uh, doing it. We were new to the whole passive um, concept, but we really uh, embraced the challenge and learned a ton through it. That was a fun job. Our first real big TI that I was nervous going into was the Steve Nash gym. That 
went off really well and on time, on budget, all those great things. There's been a few projects, like you mentioned, that we've won awards uh, for. The Ricky's uh, Restaurant in Parksville, we won last year for that. Another one that comes to mind, actually, now I'm thinking of Bowen Road, the uh, Cordaway Pub, a great watering hole. Years and years ago, we were asked to renovate it, and uh, we went in and did it in about 10 days. And uh, I was in there not too long ago, and then uh, it's holding up really well. So that was that was a challenge. I think the building's 110 years old, so you can only imagine the amount of beer spilled on the carpet. And it's uh, it was a fun job, though. The owners there were great. Yeah, we just finished up a backyard renovation. That uh, you know, these smaller jobs that you really collaborate with the owners, and they have a vision, but they're not sure how to kind of make it happen. So uh, helping them with that, that was, that's super satisfying to me too. So lots of jobs, lots have challenges, but uh, you know, I think uh, what makes me proud is the team coming together for a successful job. I say it all the time. There's no secret sauce in what we're doing. There's lots of great construction companies on the Island. You know, we don't know something that they don't know. Like it's, we're building buildings. It's not that crazy. But what I like to think that sets us apart is how we do it and how we treat the client. Uh, we're a very transparent company that uh, our clients really enjoy. So I'm more proud of how our team puts a project together than maybe the end pro- project itself. And it's just, it's great to see our team coming together, collaborating with one another in a safe environment. You know, the old, there's no stupid questions and all that. And that, uh, it's how we try and uh, do our work around here. Can you uh, speak briefly on what you guys have planned for the rest of the year? And maybe the, if you've got a couple things you'd like to highlight 36 months out. Three to six months out, yeah. We're going to have, uh, like I was saying, a, a crazy year. I think that's probably a common uh, comment from a lot of uh, construction companies. You know, I consider us one of the smaller construction companies on the island uh, in what we do. Uh, We, for the first time, hit 20 million last year. Well, a lot of my competitors have 20 million single projects on the go. So it's kind of a niche market where we're kind of the underdog to a certain degree. But as I look at the uh, project list and values, they're getting larger and larger. And I, I like to call that organic growth. We're not necessarily chasing revenue, but it's just coming to us. With uh, we, we have some great clients that uh, uh, enjoy working with us as we enjoy working with them. So over the next six months, in the pipe, we probably have about 43 million uh, worth of projects over six or seven projects, uh, totaling about 200 units. So yeah, it's going to be busy. And personally, I, uh, I'm stepping away from the day-to-day operations. Um, like I was saying, we have uh, some long-term employees here. Uh, Carl is really doing a fabulous job. I, I kind of call it phase two. You know, the leaky condo was the phase one. Uh, we got our foundation under us. And now um, the building of the company is really taking place. I'm proud to say that we have people here that have been with us from 
you know, 25, 20, I think 18 years, 15 years. So it's, uh, it's, it's pretty awesome. But like uh, to digress a little bit, I, I personally am going to be building our uh, family home. So that's going to be my focus. Oh, wow. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, I decided to, uh, well, my wife and I decided to cash in on the uh, market, let's say. And uh, hoping to remove subjects today, as a matter of fact. Oh, wow. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But uh, yeah, I uh, work for permit on a new home. So uh, that's going to take some time. And uh, we're going to enjoy the process, let's say. Awesome. But uh, yeah, you know, it's interesting in my own career that, you know, I'm kind of moonwalking out the back door and uh, revenue is going through the roof. And that only happens when you have a great team around you. So uh yeah, can't say enough about my team. Awesome. Very cool. So getting uh, toward the tail end here, I want to ask you a little bit about the management side of the business. Now, you mentioned you're, you're starting to step back. Um, are you able to talk about kind of how you've changed as a, as a leader or owner since, since you started? Has there been like some progressions in how you've managed your team? Yeah, I think that happens when you, uh, you know, like I say, you go from framing houses where you have a couple of guys and, you know, back in the day, you could have a beer on the tailgate and head home. That's not necessarily the case now where you have, you know, back in the leaky condos, we would have maybe 70, 80 guys. That's a big tailgate to have party on. So you have to realize that how you might manage, motivate one person is much different than another. So my management style has really been to let people run, make mistakes, and have their back when they make a mistake. Because if you can create a, an environment where people aren't worried about making a decision, then they're going to make decisions, and hopefully they're good ones. And from that, they build confidence to build or uh, make more decisions. I, I've always said, I don't want to uh, paralyze any of our team in the fear of making a decision. Making decisions is a skill and you have to do it to become better at it. So when I get asked for advice or help making a decision, I try very hard not to give the answer. I always try and lead our, our team to that answer again, in building confidence in themselves. But yeah, when you're uh, building a company and you really have no training, I have my uh, grade 12, um, and you just uh, kind of fly by the seat of your pants, as crazy as that sounds. Um, I have no formal training in leadership or anything. And I think it all goes back to um, where I said it's a, uh, uh, personal development company almost, right? I want people to achieve their desires. You know, I've had workers come to me and say, you know, I'm thinking of going on my own. I said, 100%, do it. I was that guy. And uh, a few of them constantly are phoning me for advice. I'm happy to give it, you know? If you want the best for the people on your left and right, you can't help but succeed. If you can call that some sort of management style, let me know. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> well, it's, it's a great response because it does kind of answer a couple of the other questions um, that you've mentioned, which I really like. 
I want to jump quickly. We're getting to the the thirty minute range here, so I want to be res- okay. I want to be respectful of your time. Um, the last kind of business related question here I have for you would be on uh, industry trends within kind of the construction sector. Um, is there anything that's kind of sticking out? Whether it's I get you know the question was a bit broad, but in tech legislation or process that you guys are maybe excited or concerned about as the as the next year or so comes on. Yeah, like we touched on the tech part of building is ever evolving like uh, there's programs out there that just blow your mind and even the ones that we use they're so deep i I know we only scratch the surface on some of these uh, programs but the tech side of building is ever evolving and it's uh it's a challenge to keep up with it for sure but uh you know we do our best uh, Legislation-wise, I think uh, building the change in building codes, energy efficiency, and all that uh, might be good for the end product, but it's it comes with a price, and that end user is the one that has to pay, unfortunately. Um, so I just worry that the cost of building is getting to a point where our children won't be able to afford a house. Yeah, that's that's definitely a, a worry and a concern. Yeah, no, I don't, no, I do feel you. It's interesting to see right now in the election cycle, there's been some pretty massive, very expensive promises about getting people into homes. So I'm curious to see kind of how that turns out. Yeah, yeah, me too. Okay, awesome. So I'm going to finish off here with four quick questions that we ask every person here. Uh, so favorite, do you have a favorite book? Um, this could be extended to maybe like a podcast or a show that you're that you regularly listen to for educational. Well, for pleasure. I I enjoyed the uh, art of racing in the rain. Um, that, that's a that's a good book. If you're a pet owner, you should read it uh, and get some tissue. Okay. Uh, Business wise or leadership, um, Ultimate Sales Machine. There's tons of great nuggets in it. Best personal advice that you've received? Probably don't sweat the small stuff, and it's all small stuff. You know, we, um, we're living in a time where things are moving very quickly and there's lots going on. And if you get wrapped up in it, uh, it, it'll uh, shorten your life. Just remember what's important. And uh, I always go back to, you know, just don't sweat it. it it's all going to work out. App or piece of software that you can't live without? Could be on your mobile phone app, could be something on your computer. Uh, an, an actual app? I don't know. I've, probably your your Office 360. Or, um, it, it's you know the everything from emails to you know everything else it does. I, I'm not sure how we would survive in the world without that today. You know, we we communicate via phone, text message, emails. Uh, I don't think anyone's faxing anymore, but uh, yeah, communication-wise, it, it would probably be email, actually. Okay. Nope, that's great. And last one for you, favorite restaurant in Nanaimo? I probably have to go with uh, Nori. Ooh. We, uh, I love sushi, and uh, we actually did a renovation for John a couple of years ago, and uh, I've uh, since uh, been a regular <laughs> yeah yeah and it's it's dangerous if you tell john just bring whatever because he'll have you eaten all sorts of things <laughs> and they're all good that's for sure 
Thanks for stopping by from the trenches, the Business Examiner podcast. If you want to learn more about the interviewee, please check the web and social links provided in the video or listening platform description. Please send any feedback to info at businessexaminer.ca with the subject line podcast. We'll see you next week.